Welcome everyone to chapter 7, Art of Divorce from Chronicles, Strapped to the Bumper of Life. Of the four of us, three of us are divorced. Woot woot. When I was a child, sure Magic remembers this, I know Craig doesn't because he's not old enough. There was a huge country song hit by Tammy Wynette. It was called D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I get it. I get it. (laughs) The sad part of divorce is, is that it is the death of a marriage. And anytime something dies, it, it, it has bad points. And if you want to grow, then you have to learn to live without it and to move forward. But... You know, if it's just a couple divorcing, it's not near as rough because you have to decide on division of property and moving forward. Now, if you get divorced and there's children involved, Craig and I both have children from our first marriages. Um, they're the ones that suffer the most. Yeah, depending, depending on ages, it, it's very, uh, very detrimental to a development. My oldest was only a year old when my ex-wife and I separated. A year later, she moved to Ohio, where she was from, which um, put a huge strain on trying to have a, a relationship. And I had discussed with her when I found out she was moving. I said, well, you know, this child's got to learn things, you know, about giving and understanding and all these items. And she looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> and I didn't get to see the child for another year and a half after she left because the child support that I was strapped to, because let's talk about being strapped to the bumper of life, almost a thousand bucks a month. In what year? 1990. Hoo-wee. Yeah, ah! even back then, that's a lot of money Whoa. back then. Paid a thousand dollars a month for 18 years. <laughs> Man, you should have saved that for the joke episode. Holy crap. Yeah. Her lawyer. That's a retirement policy. Mm-hmm. Her lawyer, which we're not going to say which judge she was in the pocket of. You going to drink that with a cap on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I'm doing addition in my head right now. Holy they, when they, crap. They, when they handed it down to me, I said, guys, I said, uh, they said, they told, they told me what was going on. They asked me how I felt about it. I said, I can't, I, I can't afford that. No. They said, what do you think you could afford? I said, I think this dollar amount is a fair amount. They said, well, we, we have your income. I said, no, you don't. I said, my personal file's in this briefcase right here. Nobody ever asked for it. I said, so how is that fair? And how is your number correct? Because they did. They blew it up. Oh, we've already got our number. We don't need your files. Okay. And then 18 months later, her lawyer comes to me and says, oh, well, we need your financials. I said, you told me 18 months ago that you didn't need them. Oh, well, we have to have it to finalize the divorce. I said, well, she's already ran off with the child. I said, I don't care. She's already drove a dagger through me. I'm, I'm done. So I, I had to give in so to get the vi- divorce finalized so she could live in the state of Ohio. Yeah. Well, and I, I got drugged back in to court six months after that because I was behind on my child support because I couldn't afford to pay it. I was only about $1,000 behind. I'd, I'd missed one payment. You know, if you go for 12 months and you pay that dollar amount, and if you miss one payment a year, that means at the end of the term you are eighteen thousand dollars behind if you if you go if you pay for 18 years you pay a thousand dollars a month oh, oh if you yeah, miss no. a month oh yeah Absolutely. a year a year so 18 times 1,000 is eighteen thousand yeah, dollars. i got you yeah so they pull me back into court this is like six months later i'd missed a month didn't have the money to pay the thousand bucks so the judge goes why are you behind on your child support son 
I said, well, you folks fabricated my income. I said, I don't make as much money as you said I did because you've never seen my financials. He says, well, maybe you should get an extra job is what the judge said to me. I said, fuck you, dickhead, because you haven't seen my financials. You don't know that I've had a second job ever since I met the bitch. <laughs> okay. I paid for the wedding and now I'm paying for the divorce. I said, I have to keep this second job because of that. And he goes, oh, well, you can calm down. I said, no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm in court and they're recording this. Okay. I was an angry man. Yeah, I, I would have been too. They, uh, blah, 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 blah. We make arrangements for me to pay an extra $100 a month for the next 10 months to make it up. Yeah, did you a favor, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, they did me a favor. And her lawyer's got this big smirk on his face because he's sitting over there beside her. So I grab my briefcase and I go for the door. And it was a big double wooden door, two 36-inch wooden doors. And I push it, push on one, and it opens. And I turn as I look back to see if there's anybody behind me, out of courtesy, because I don't want to slam the door in her face. She's almost right behind me, so I open the door for her, and he looks at me, and he's still got that smirk on his face. So I took the door and I hit him with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. He goes, "I guess I deserve that." I said. I'm sure nobody's ever threatened to kill you. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're closer than you and I are. Yeah. And my ex-wife goes, whoop, <laughs> right in the middle, grabs me by the arm and starts going, she said, come on, we need to go talk. Meet me at the condo and we're going to talk. I drive over to the condo. She lets me in. She got there before me. I don't know how, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> she says, look, she goes, I, I didn't realize six months ago how much of a burden this is really going to be on you. So I couldn't afford to pay you that much. Duh. Well, I said, you know, and I've talked to a lawyer about this. I said, they won't reverse it. Yeah, I know. I've already looked into that myself. She goes, aren't there a couple bills that you're still paying on on stuff that you and I bought together? She goes, I'll take care of those. Thank you very much. Wow. Guilt guilt sets in. Well, there there was a reason I married you. (laughs) No one wins a divorce. Nobody wins a death, and divorce is the death of a marriage. I mean, it really should be the last option. Uh, people, I don't believe people should get married to go, we can get divorced. You well, know, no. it, it shouldn't be in the same. No. I mean, divorce is, is the last, last resort. Yeah, it's, uh, well, nobody gets married to get divorced. been through you know my first marriage of course but like in anything else it comes to a point in your life for both of you to be happy and move on with your life there is no other choice but divorce for instance in my situation i wanted to go to counseling i wanted to do what was right but when you agree on all these things and then the next thing you know the sheriff's department shows up on your job with divorce papers and what do you do oh i know she stuck it to you bad yeah i mean your back is against the wall you're lied to you're wanting to try to work things out so it gets to a point where you you have no choice you Mm. you you got to go through a divorce and you know like i said nobody wins i lost unfortunately and you know she wound up getting a lot of money i'm sure she blowed it and there you go you know i i've moved on from that but you know my the second marriage is a lot better and you know 
it's, it's sad, you know, because whenever you go into marriage, you want to pay you commit those vows that were, and you don't want to be a failure in life. And to me, that seems like that's attached to you the rest of your life that you you kind of failed in it. And I don't want to be perceived of that, but there again, choices have to be made, good or bad, and you make them. And you got to move on. My situation, people understood it. I found out a lot of underlining things, I was better off away from the situation. I mean, that's sad, but I was better off. Yeah, that, that stuff creeps up afterwards. Yeah. I think also when you look at happiness, happiness is a factor, but also health. Yeah, You can actually have adverse effects of being in a situation that you no longer, not necessarily want to be in, but can't be in. You can, you can have physical health effects from that. Well, it starts, ment- it's mental and it's physical, because yeah. If something screws you up mentally, it is going to affect your physical being as well. Yeah. And uh, the, I, I, we were having that issues, and it's a, it happened a long time ago. Two years later, I met the woman I'm married to now, and we've been married for almost 27 years. I think I've learned how to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing consistent in life is change. Change will happen. Life, death, taxes, and change. <laughs> we come into life... Sooner or later, we leave life. Each and every day is a new and exciting change. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. And you got to learn something from it and move forward. Because if you learn something new every day, you've actually had a pretty good day. One thing I've learned through going through a divorce is uh, exactly what my lawyer told me. What you agree on initially as what you perceive as being through friendship, divorce friendship, two people that know each other, that were married, going through a divorce, what you agree on, get it done at that point because that's going to be your happiest. Right. You don't become better friends as life goes on. You actually become, you get more aggravated with each other because you've had more chances to think about the deal, like yours, Eric, a thousand a month, which is ludicrous for one child. It bears on you and, and just looking at that person becomes a problem. So get your deal done in an agreeable fashion because it doesn't get better with time. It gets worse. Well, actually, I have to say that mine's gotten better. Well, she lives in another state, right? She lives in another state. And you don't have to see her every day? Oh, Lord, no. Don't even see her once a year. God bless him. I can't can't tell you the last time I saw my ex. And I was nice, cultural. Matter of fact, she was with one of our close friends. I spoke to both of them. And that's how they were doing. And and I said, I'm doing great. Life's good. I have no complaints, and that was it. And you were out, huh? I was out. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you when you got your divorce? When I got my divorce, I was probably 50, 51. Okay, 30, I was single. 40 was when I got married. 50, I believe, when I... Was starting to downside of the divorce, then 60, I get married again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Starting of decades. <laughs> yeah, he likes to go in 10 year increments. <laughs> is that not weird? Math, math by 10 is a lot easier. <laughs> what about you, Eric? How old were you when you got your divorce? 31. Uh, I got 
Well, I got married in 87. Uh, we separated in 89, and 18 months later, we got divorced. So it was January of 91. I almost sent her dead flowers on our 30th wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't stir that beast up. Don't yeah, stir it up. Let, no. Black, yeah, let that go. Yeah, send her black roses. Jeremy got married three years ago. Right. When, uh, when I met my ex, she was working for Walt Disney at the uh, at one of the restaurants out there. And they had a glass blowing shop in Disney Village back then. We had bought her some knick-knacky things along the way. She decided for our wedding cake that she wanted a glass-blown bride and groom to put on top of the wedding cake. Well, she has it made before she picks out the cake. Then she forgets to take it out of the closet and measure it before she has the cake made. <laughs> and when she gets the cake, she takes the topper to it, and it's bigger than the top of the cake. <laughs> mm. So they gave her one of those little plastic... Uh, Bride and grooms, you know, to put on top of it. They made sure the hair color was right for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so, at that after after we got divorced, I'd forgotten all about the cake topper. So when Jeremy, her and I's child together, uh, got married, they had a sheet cake. It was a really simple wedding. We had it out in a field. We had the they had the reception in this old church retreat, and it was BYOB. <laughs> <laughs> now they have the people people pitched in and gave uh, a caterer that they had knew they they got the food they didn't charge them for the food they fixed it for them for free i mean they uh they did uh they did them right but uh after they set everything out next thing i know i'm standing there talking to my wife and my daughter and my ex is standing beside me <laughs> and we, we'd already spoke a couple times as a matter of fact the day before, her and my wife were like buddies, and they'd never really gotten along the whole time because my wife always asked me, what is wrong with her? <laughs> That's common. That's yeah. common. That, that, yeah. is, that is common. I said, yeah. well, I said, you know, I said, she and I used to be married, and now we're not, and now she's got to talk to you sometimes. Yeah. She goes, well, she should at least be cordial. I said, you can go try to explain that to her if you want. <laughs> I said, because I'm not. <laughs> But um, at the wedding, uh, everybody was great. Her whole family was nice to us. But she comes and grabs me when I'm talking to my wife and my daughter. And she goes, she goes, come here, I want to show you something. Was she in a skirt? No, she had on a pair of slacks. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks me across the room to the food table. She goes, do you notice anything about interesting about that cake? I said, is that the cake topper you had made that didn't fit the cake? She goes... You have a very good memory. Thank you. That's psycho, right? Is that psycho? Do you know what? When you said that, I knew it was coming. And all I could picture is a, a lady with a big kitchen knife going, ee, 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 ee. <laughs> I was afraid that was going to come. But, uh, no, she, uh, she, um, she was actually very good for the whole thing, which we didn't need a scene for the boys' wedding. It's... Our issues are not his. Right. Okay. Although he's had to live with them for 31 years. Kids take the brunt of it, no matter what. Wait, Wait do you have kids in your first one? No. No. No, uh, stepkids.
Now that's another that's <laughs> another arena when you're married and stepkids are involved, and then her ex is still involved in the situation because he has to pick them up for the weekend. That's a different and perspective, so huh? That was a touchy, crazy, tight. I mean, seriously, it was because you know, first of all, when I got in, I told him, I said, look, I am not going to try to be your dad, but it's like this. I am not going to be run over. Mm-hmm. I will respect you. You will respect me, especially since I'm going to be the one feeding you, clothing you, and making sure that you have your needs. So I'll just, you know, you know we, we, we need to be on that level. And then, unfortunately, you know, he, the ex sticking his nose into things and constantly, and then he's trying to make me look like I was the bad guy, in which back then people knew me and knew what I'm about. So he tried to take me to court for stuff, and then the judge just basically laughed at him and his lawyer and told me that don't you ever bring anything above me like this again. And also, yeah, it was pretty much saying he didn't have time for this nonsense. No, I mean it, I mean, it was nonsense. So that's, I mean, it, it was hard. And as they got to be teenagers, oh my god, that was. I remember that. Remember, I, 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 I had some battles. You know, Michael started to get rebellious, and Amanda, she was hanging out with her friends, getting drunk, and then it, it, it was hard. You know, especially being the outsider in a marriage and then stepkids. Yeah. I mean, that was, I would say, that's another chapter in itself dealing, you know, with that. And I, I always said to myself, like that, especially yeah. somebody else's kids. And then the ex is still involved and then he's causing problems and issues. And mm-hmm. every time I turn around, you know, I'm going, oh my Lord, you know, he's wanting to take us to court for this. And finally, that last, the judge just basically told him, don't we we we, uh, we don't have time for this just you need to go on your life so they can go on their life and you know that's what he told them and matter of fact eric i've been sitting over here keeping my mouth shut uh i got to meet the fine individual that he was (laughs) (laughs) on numerous occasions as a matter of fact i sold him a car and he's sitting there trying to badmouth this one to me (laughs) not knowing that you know him or no, no, no. This was years ago. Oh. Yeah. He, his, his car died. It was a, an old piece of crap. So he comes to me. He's got horrible credit. Doesn't pay anybody. And we wound up putting him in the least expensive thing on a lot. Yeah. Which he actually said that he liked. It was a Dodge Omni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge Omni four-door hatchback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so thrilled with that, but he started... We're sitting there at the desk waiting for him to go in the business office. And he starts bad-mouthing this one. I went... <laughs> stuck my hand up. Talk to the left, because you sure ain't right. You know, <laughs> Stop it now. Uh, he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, you can just stop. I said, I'm not going to sit here and listen to this. And I said, I don't have a problem with tossing your ass out. <laughs> Over Omni? He goes, We're not going to go bankrupt goes, over Omni. Oh, this, well, this is not the first time I've done this. When uh, 
you know, <laughs> when you're sitting there trying to do a business transaction with somebody and you're treating them fairly and then they yeah. start running their mouth, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm cutting you off. Right. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're going to treat me like a human being, I'll treat you like a human being. If you're going to treat me otherwise, then the door is right there and don't let it hit you on the way out. Yeah. But if you want to sit here and be civil about it, we'll be civil about it. Just change the subject. And, and plus two, he was doing him a big time favor because nobody oh, would been, touch him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd been everywhere. He'd been everywhere. He got turned out at a buy here, pay here lot. And I, I don't kind this. I've told her. I said, have him to go by and see Eric, classic Honda. If anybody can put him in a vehicle, he can do it out of the courtesy of my heart. Because if I hadn't. Ain't no telling if he'd ever got another vehicle because huh. nobody wanted to touch him. And you haven't seen him since divorce? No. Wait, wait, no. He I, he was this type of person. He was a recovering alcoholic that became a holy roller. And hmm. uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. He's <laughs> a mess. Yeah, so that, like I said, just there is a lot of baggage whenever you Mary in a situation like that with stepkids and then the ex is still involved in the picture and things don't always there's a lot of tension me like I said I I just try to stay clear of it work do my job but people like that tend to drag you into it oh they do and you gotta you gotta do something because I that point where I was about ready to clock him out (laughs) You know, because he came over to pick up the kids and he's getting mouthed. I'm going, whoop, whoop. Do you remember where you're at? You're on my property. We're not on your property. You're here to pick up the kids. And as far as I'm concerned, you pick them up, go. Get it and get on. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. But like I say, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And Do you keep in contact with the kids, with the stepkids? You know something? bunch of people my wife said you know what you did those kids after divorce never heard a word from them matter of fact i made sure that michael i helped to buy him a miata and amanda helped to buy her one of the mirrors mercury cougars yeah. two-door fancy yeah huh. and I, I was paying his insurance and all of that like i said after they just Fell off the face. I never heard him from. Him. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Chip off the old blocks, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to say which one they took after, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I know it's great, but like I said, sometimes you you got to do what's what you think's right. Move forth and don't look behind because life is short enough as it is. Sometimes it takes going through some people to find the right person. No more. She said the same thing. So I said, okay, so we're we're bound together no matter what. I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, I think that is the closing on Chapter 7. So thank you for listening to Chronicles, Strapped to the Bumper of Life. Have a good day. See you. Bye. Take care.